0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Her Paper Root Podcast. I'm Chelsea Clark. I hope you are doing really well. I know we have the holidays coming up, so you're probably super busy getting everything ready for that. I am really excited today because I get to share a behind the scenes look at my most ambitious project yet. And that was hosting a virtual summit all by myself. So I took on a very ambitious idea that I wanted to host a virtual summit this year and I made it happen. And it ended up being a wonderful experience that was also very profitable as well. In this episode, I am going to share with you everything that went into creating and planning and launching a virtual summit so that you can host your own. And I'm going to dig into everything that worked as well as the things that didn't go as smoothly as I would have liked. And I'll share what I would do differently next time. I'm going to share so many resources with you so that you can be absolutely prepared for your first profitable virtual summit. And I'm going to dig into the numbers. So we are going to look at just how much my summit earned, hint, it was in the high five figures, and how much I spent to make it all possible. I'm also going to share with you some really great tips on how you can get sponsors for your virtual summit because having sponsors support your summit means that you can have some costs covered and get some advertising spend ahead of time before you even launch. So stick around. This is going to be a super value packed episode and there's just so much valuable content in it. Let's get started. You're listening to the Her Paper Root Podcast, a show all about money and entrepreneurship with host Chelsea Clark. Chelsea is a marketing strategist and the founder of HerPaperRoot.com, a friendly and supportive hive for ambitious, passionate entrepreneurs like you to learn how to growth hack your idea into a profitable business. We encourage you to fearlessly tackle your wildest goals. We know that as your own boss, you can deliver your unique message and make more paper. You just need a plan. Here's your host, Chelsea Clark. Okay, so if you are just jumping in now and you're like, what the heck is a virtual summit? A virtual summit is just like any business conference, except that it is online. A number of speakers will present a series of workshops for people to watch online from the comfort of their home. A virtual summit may be live or pre-recorded, or it could be a hybrid of both live and pre-recorded like mine was. Typically, you would want to have your interviews and workshops pre-recorded and then you would add in some live content to keep things fresh. And the reason that you'll want to have your interviews pre-recorded is because you don't want an audience waiting there and then maybe your guest speaker is late or you have some tech issues. You're just going to want to make sure that your show is lined up ahead of time. I live streamed my entire event, including live streaming the pre-recorded sessions so that attendees could watch the action all at once together on the same page. So you might be wondering, why would someone want to host a virtual summit? What is the benefit? Well, there's actually quite a few different things that can benefit you as a host and also for your speakers. So for both you, the host and your speakers, a virtual summit can boost your authority, position yourself as an influential person in your industry. It can grow your list by thousands. It can increase awareness of your brand as it puts you in front of a new audience. You can target your ideal customers for your business. You can increase your revenue both immediately and as a result of the event later. And it can just be a really smart networking tool. And for attendees, a virtual summit gives attendees a lot of value in education. They get to learn about new people, businesses, strategies, ideas, and products. Virtual summits can be used to promote any type of business or product and are used as a marketing tool for growth. You are giving away valuable content, which generates leads, and then you have something to sell once the event is happening. A virtual summit may be attended with a free or a paid ticket, but either way, there is something that the host and the speakers are advertising to attendees to buy while watching the free content. So often the thing to buy will be an all-access pass type of upgrade bonus, which will give attendees extra exclusive content or products. And the all-access pass at my summit was one of the main reasons why My event was so profitable, and I will explain all about that very soon. But why I decided to host a virtual summit in 2020 was, first, I wanted to give my audience a fun, educational, memorable experience. If you've hung around her paper route for a while, then you know that I am obsessed with profit planning and helping people develop their online revenue streams. So I developed the Brave at Business Summit, which was a profit planning summit for creators to help people plot out a plan for their business to make more money. I wanted to give attendees a transformation so that they could learn lots, get actionable strategies, mentor support, and walk away feeling inspired and ready to take on their next big launch. With everyone being stuck at home due to the pandemic, it was a perfect time. Many people have lost their jobs this year, and so there has never been a better time to learn how to start your own online business and focus on online passive revenue streams. My summit ran from November 30th to December 4th of 2020, but the idea came to me back in February. So back in February, I nervously stepped onto a plane, husband and three-year-old in tow, and I was internally freaking out Worrying that I was being super irresponsible going through with our trip to San Diego from Vancouver. I was thinking I had made a terrible mistake because it was February 27th, 2020. News of the virus was just making its way into North America and I was getting really worried. So we had purchased our tickets to the Social Media Marketing World Conference in the fall of 2019. Before anyone had ever heard the words COVID-19, So, of course, we had purchased our hotel for the week, the plane tickets, the rental car, the tickets to Legoland. We couldn't just cancel everything, could we? In hindsight, yes, of course we could have canceled. But again, this was happening right at the beginning of the breakout of COVID in USA. We didn't know how serious it was about to get, and we didn't know that canceling plans would soon become the new normal of planet Earth. But there we were. My family and I were the only people on the airplane who were wearing masks. The flight attendants weren't even wearing them. No one was taking this as seriously as I felt that they should. But call me a hypocrite because there I was taking a flight to San Diego anyway. Once we landed and we got to our hotel, the local news let us know that the first cases of COVID had been discovered in California. It became clear that a touchy-feely tourist spot as Legoland was not a good place to be going. So I cancelled the Legoland tickets, but I still had my tickets to Social Media Marketing World. This large, in-person event at the conference center where thousands of people were coming to from all over the world. Ugh. So I actually decided to only attend two of the sessions and was rightfully suited up with my mask and my hand sanitizer. I didn't attend any of the parties or networking events, so my experience or lack thereof of the social media marketing world experience was pretty much a bust this time around. When I got back home to Canada, while quarantining of course, I started to think of ideas for what I could do to host my own event, but COVID safe. I wanted to give people the excitement of a business event without the anxiety of potentially catching a virus. So, of course, I knew that I needed to create a virtual event, and so I got to work planning. So here is everything that I did to host my profitable virtual summit in the pandemic. Once I had decided when the event would run, I gave myself three months for preparation. Now, 90 days may sound like a lot, but I was glad that I did because there is a lot to do. Three months just barely gave me enough time in the end. So in a nutshell, here's a breakdown of what I focused on each month. So in month one of planning, I built my event website. I came up with my topic and then I started pitching speakers. Now, this is important. You're going to want to start with your topic in mind and then you'll reach out and ask speakers that you think would fit that topic And then the speakers will come up with their presentation topic so that it fits in line with the overall summit topic that you are putting together. So I used HoneyBook to handle all the speaker management tasks, including emails, contract signing, speaker questionnaires, and project management. And HoneyBook is also really good because you can see when someone has read your email. So when speakers who I had pitched just never answered, I could see that they were reading the emails, they were opening them, and just not responding. So I knew that those people were not people that I wanted to end up working with. And you know, if you go to herpaperoot.com slash honeybook, you get a big 50% off discount there. I am partnered with them. That is an affiliate link and they offer this special discount to her paper route listeners. So in month one, this was also when I created all of the speaker promotional resources, such as their swipe copy, their emails, their social media graphics, and their marketing plan. I put together a huge Google doc that had everything that the speakers would need to have a successful promotion. And there was honestly so much stuff in there. I wrote their whole sales emails for the whole promotion. Like it was on lock. So definitely give your speakers as much resources and support as you can. And then in month two, I spent that month recording all of my interviews with speakers. So I had a mix of interviews that I recorded with speakers and then as well as workshop submissions where speakers created their own presentation and then sent them to me. And then once they submitted their videos or I had finished recording the ones that I did Q&A style, I then exported the audio, so the mp3 file, and uploaded it into a transcription tool which made closed captions and I also used that for transcripts. And I used an online tool to do that. It was amazing. It was, you just upload your mp3, it makes a wonderful transcript within a few minutes so you can edit it and then export it as a proper SRT file for your captions. And the tool that I used is called Otter. And if you go to herpaperoot.com/otter, O slash otter, O-T-T-E-R, you can go and sign up there. And that is my partner link and you'll get in for just $9.99 a month, which is incredible. It gives you enough minutes that you can transcribe everything you have. So go and check that out. It is an amazing tool and it will save you so much time and money on captions and transcriptions. Now it's really important to give your speakers a deadline where you give them a long leeway before the actual deadline when you actually need to have everything in because many speakers will be late and You as a host have far too much to do already to be worrying about editing a speaker's video the night before you go live. So make sure that if your actual deadline to have everything in it is three weeks before the summit, then you should tell your speakers to have everything into you five weeks before because you're just going to need that buffer time. And then leading up to the kickoff of your event in month three of planning, this is when you'll just be focusing on promotion, so sending as many people to your signup page as possible. You will be testing your ads and making sure that all the final details are in order. I hosted a webinar for my speakers 15 days before the kickoff to give them all the details that they needed to have a successful promotion. And of the ones who attended the call live, they were the most successful in the sale. And I made sure to include the replay link of that webinar in the speaker resources so that anyone who had missed it could watch it after. And then what is awesome about a virtual summit is that you can make it work for any type of business, but what you do with your event to make your attendees experience magical is key. I was really happy to see that attendees of my summit were enjoying the event and sharing their thoughts on social media. Here's what a few of my summit attendees were saying. Chandra says, The number one way that this summit has transformed my business is that it has awakened my awareness of this amazing tribe of fellow creators and trailblazers it's great to now have access to awesome business tools and these like-minded business owners and trailblazers. Wow, this summit is a treasure trove of value. Jem says, I am enjoying all the various speakers and presenters sharing so clearly their areas of expertise. I have been struggling with grasping how to best offer services online and this event is making it all look doable. Finally, thank you. Chris says, This summit has been so amazing, even though I wonder if I can really do it all myself sometimes, having a business of my own. This summit is transforming my business by giving me the confidence to know and then implement what I need for me, not just my biz. And Carrie says, This is turning out to be one of the best weeks of my life. I'm so grateful for everyone doing the sessions and sharing this knowledge. So, as you can see, people were pretty stoked on our summit, which is wonderful. So here are some examples of things that I did to make this summit special. Number one, our summit had networking parties. You know when you go to a real live conference, one of the funnest things is getting to go to a networking party and schmoozing with the speakers and the other attendees and just have that sort of breakout from a day of presentations. And I wanted to recreate that on a virtual scale. So during the summit, I held two networking parties on Zoom. And this is where attendees could come and mingle with each other. The plan was to use Zoom's breakout rooms feature to split attendees into smaller groups so that they could network amongst themselves. But the first networking session that we had, only five people showed up. Not enough people to break into small groups and not enough people to call it a party. But never one to let a party poop, I had to think of something fast. So I went around the room, I had everyone introduce themselves and their business and share what they are struggling with. I then gave on-the-spot advice to each person, offering strategic advice to help them And it ended up being an impromptu group coaching session, and it was actually a lot of fun. And then a couple days later, we held our other networking party. And this time, there were lots of people in attendance, and it was a party for sure. So with that one, I split everyone up into small groups. And then every 15 minutes, I mixed those groups up again so that they could mingle with new people. And everyone really seemed to love it. The number two way that we had a memorable summit is I had a virtual DJ. So about a week before my summit, I realized I had a gap in between a couple sessions that I hadn't planned for and I needed something to fill. And I thought, hey, let's have a dance break. So I reached out to a DJ online and asked if she would send me a video of herself playing music and then I would broadcast it during the event. And the DJ break definitely was a hit. It kept the energy up and it made for a unique summit experience. Number three, our summit had a live chat. Now, this is so important. It was really, really important to me that the speakers be there in the chat box live during their session broadcast because having them there to chat and answer questions makes for a remarkable experience for attendees. I let each speaker know what time their session would be broadcasting and then I asked them to come. 90% of the speakers came through, which was awesome. And then of the other 10% who didn't make their session live, 5% of those people had told me in advance that they wouldn't be able to make it. So totally cool. No problem at all. But the remaining 5% who didn't show up and didn't tell me, they just went MIA. I have no idea what happened to them so not really too sure about that. But I'm happy that most of the speakers were there. People really loved being able to chat with them, and it showed that the speakers really cared about the audience. Number four, we had co-working sessions. So the co-working sessions were great. Everyone got to join in a group Zoom call, We each chose an individual task that we wanted to do in our business that day. It could be something that we learned during the event or just something we wanted to implement or get off of our to-do list. And then we just sat for the next 30 minutes. We sat together silently working away on our individual task. And it was a nice way to take action and get something off of our to-do list done while having the mutual support of the group. Number five. We played a live interactive game with the speakers. Now, this was my favorite part of the entire event. We had this as a VIP, all access pass holders only session. We had three speakers Jesse Festa, Kashira Moffat, and Sarah Anna Powers. They were playing an interactive business planning challenge game with me live. And attendees in the chat box got to decide the winner and all the players won cash donations for their charities this was so much fun and just a wonderful experience number six we played bingo and had giveaways Bingo was a great way to boost attendee engagement and get people participating in the Facebook group. Instead of numbers being on the card, you can use a bingo game in your virtual summit to have attendees complete tasks like follow you on social media, attend sessions live, leave you a Google review, and engage with your business. And number seven, our summit had a killer all-access pass. I will just say it, we went all out with the all-access pass. It was next level awesome. I am going to dig into the numbers and share exactly what I did to make my virtual summit profitable in just a moment. But first, I want to quickly thank our sponsors for making this show possible stop being a scattered overwhelmed business owner and get your projects in order once and for all i recently switched my business over to honeybook and now it manages all of my projects clients invoices appointments and important contracts all under one roof i honestly don't know how i was managing before honeybook and today honeybook is giving 50 percent off to all her paper podcast listeners when you go to herpaperroute.com/slash honeybook you will get a free trial to test everything out. And then if you decide to upgrade, you will get 50% off for your first year. That is $280 for free. So do not delay, go and check out HoneyBook at herpaperoot.com HoneyBook to get this discount. Okay. now that we have explored some of the ways that you can make your virtual summit memorable, it's time to dig into making it profitable. So let's discuss first how to get sponsors for your event so that you can bring in some revenue to cover your costs before you launch. When I was planning my event, I knew from the start that I wanted to involve sponsors, but not just for the money because sure it's nice to have brands cover the costs of some of the expenses of your event but the biggest reason for involving sponsors was because it would add more value to my attendees experience i was planning a professional event and having big name brands involved was going to benefit attendees more than not having sponsors so With sponsorship income, it can help cover the cost of running your event and cover your advertising spend as well. Before my summit even launched, I had signed four sponsors and landed $14,500 US in sponsorship income. So when deciding what brands that I wanted to pitch, I first looked at the tools that I use to run my own business. My virtual summit was on the topic of helping creators make more money with their online business, so I focused on what tools help me run a profitable business every day. I then reached out to the brands individually. Note, never send a mass sponsor pitch or a mass speaker pitch. Always be personal. And I let them know a bit about the event, and I asked if they would like to get involved. In the pitch email, I included a link to my sponsor deck, which is a PDF file with all the event info and everything that a sponsor would need, including the rates and what they would get at each payment tier. Of all the brands that I originally pitched, only one of them said no, but instead of letting the no get me down, I went and pitched their biggest competitor who said yes. Now, if you would like a copy of the sponsor deck template that I use to land $14,500 in brand sponsorships for my event you can go to herpaperute.com pitch. That's P-I-T-C-H. And you can get a free copy of the exact sponsor deck template that I use. You can customize it in Canva and it includes all of the things that your sponsor will need to see. You just fill in information about your event. So go to herpaperute.com pitch and you can get free access to that template right now. I will also put a link to that in the show notes. So once you have your sponsors locked in, you'll need to send them a legal sponsorship contract that includes your SOW or your scope of work so that everything that you will do for them is clearly laid out in a contract. And I would recommend that you use a proper legal template that is created by a lawyer and created specifically for sponsorship. I will give you a link to the one that I recommend. It includes an outline of services that you will provide for the brand in exchange for their sponsorship dollars. It includes a payment plan outline with suggested dates. It also has a late fee clause. So in case the brand misses that payment, it has a confidentiality clause to protect anything about your business. It has a little bit about who owns the intellectual property that you create with the ability to either give it to the brand or maintain ownership for yourself. And it really has everything that you possibly need just to make sure that you and your business are covered and protected. So check out the show notes to get the link for the legal contract that I recommend or you can go to herpiperoot.com slash spawn contract. That is a affiliate partner link of mine. I am a partner with this company and you can use that link there to check out the legal template and then you can use it for your virtual summit sponsor. So depending on the services that you will be providing to your sponsor you may need to give yourself a few weeks or more to create the sponsored content. So it's best to give yourself lots of time and create those posts and social media mentions and all the emails mentioning the sponsor, all that sort of stuff well in advance of your event. So here are some things that I did that made for a good experience for the sponsors and the attendees of my event alike. I gave my sponsors the opportunity to submit their own videos, which I would then broadcast during the event. This allowed them to showcase their products and educate attendees about what they do. And it gave attendees valuable resources for how they may be able to use a tool like this in their business. I invited the sponsors to attend their video live broadcast so that they could chat with attendees in the chat box. And this was awesome. This was essentially like at a live in-person event when someone can just walk up to a sponsor's booth and talk to the sponsor about a product. That's essentially what we were doing with the chat box, and I gave my sponsors the opportunity to include a free month of their product in the all-access pass. So this means more bonuses for attendees and more potential customers for the sponsors. So that was a win-win for everyone. Okay, so Summit sponsorship is a good place to start, but if you really want to make a lot of money with your Summit, which I hope that you do, you will need something to sell. So... Enter the All Access Pass. Your All Access Pass is the upfront product that your summit sells. Now, I say upfront because it's what is being advertised to your attendees throughout the event that they can buy right then and there, but you will also earn in other ways after your summit too, such as from the exposure, you may get brand deals, land new clients, sell a coaching program to your attendees, and so on. When I was planning my all-access pass, I knew that I wanted to make it as high value as possible. It could not just be some replays and a transcript. It had to be the bomb. So here's what I included in my all-access pass each of the speakers contributed one of their premium products to the VIP all access bundle pass deal so that everyone who upgraded got a free access to one of their premium courses, eBooks, templates, or memberships. The speaker bonuses were valued at over $6,000. I gave each of the speakers an affiliate link so that they earned 70% of every all access pass that they sold. Now, 70% is high. With most virtual summits, usually speakers get about 50%. That's typically as high as it usually goes. But I really wanted to give my speakers a really great commission so that they would feel happy and excited and want to promote it. And it would just be a really fun sale for everyone. So that is why I gave such a high commission. Now, I then added over $500 in bonuses from our speakers And then I added in two of my own premium courses and a ton of additional bonuses, such as MP3s, transcripts, live sessions, and Q&As throughout the week. And of course, lifetime access to the summit replays. The total value of the all-access pass Came to over $10,000 and we sold it for just between $127 to $227. So it was a wild deal. Attendees were getting $10,000 worth of incredible bonuses and products, and they were only having to pay at most $227. It was such an incredible offer deal. So I was really excited for this for everyone involved, and we had the price increase as the event went on so the tiered pricing system was great as it motivated people to take action and upgrade early okay so now what you have been waiting for how much did my summit earn how much were the numbers okay so the gross revenue from this summit before expenses was fifty eight thousand seventy five dollars so almost sixty thousand dollars u.s. Now, I am pretty excited about that. I'm very happy that it was that successful. And I'll be honest, it is not as much as I thought that it would be because the number of attendees was less than I was originally counting for. And I will explain why in a moment. But I am not knocking $58,000. That is so awesome and definitely something to be happy and excited about. Now, you know me, I love to talk about the expenses of running things, so let's dive into how much the actual expenses were, how much it cost to put this production on. So first of all, a nice thing about organizing a summit is that you can usually use the tools and software that you already use in your business. You don't need to buy many new tools to host a virtual summit. Most of the tools that I use to run my summit, I already had. So I was able to keep expenses down that way. Some of the things that I did pay for was zoom. So $59 for one month Vimeo, which is 1,140 for the year. Now I paid for the professional plan so that I could use their live streaming feature. If you aren't planning on having a live stream for your event, then you can just use their regular plan for substantially less. I paid $9.99 for my transcription tool Otter. My ad spend was $2,739 and this included Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest ads. And I also paid for a three-month membership to promote my event in a large Facebook group that is a pay-to-promote type of group. There's over 400,000 people in it. I'll put the links to everything in the show notes again so that you can find out all about this in more detail. I also had the top affiliate prizes, so for the speakers who had the most sales, I gave away cash prizes, so $850 for the top three sellers. We also had donations in the game that we played, the live game where we played with the speakers, the cash donations were $250 to their charities, the virtual DJ was $75, and then the speaker payout so the affiliate commissions that the speakers earned they were earning 70 percent and so that was what their payout was all combined came to fourteen thousand six hundred and twenty three dollars that was the commission owed to the speakers for selling all access passes so my total expenses came to nineteen thousand seven hundred and forty six dollars And then I had my regular expenses, but these were things that I was already paying for, such as Thrivecart, Elementor, and ConvertKit. So the total profit from my summit, the grand total financials, are as follows. The gross profit that we came to a moment ago was $58,075 minus the expenses of $19,746, Bringing my total walkaway profit from hosting this summit was $38,329 US. There have also been a ton of additional sales on my courses, services, my blog coaching program, and affiliate commissions that have been occurring as a result of the exposure from the summit. I don't have an exact number, but it is rising each day. And in addition to the revenue... The summit also grew my Facebook group by 1,500 additional members and added 4,000 new people to my email list. Not bad for five days and my first summit. So now let's talk about what I would do differently next time. Here's some things that didn't go as smoothly as I would have liked. Number one. I should have been more clear about the speakers' promotional dates when setting up my speakers with their promo materials. So they got that big Google Doc with their promotion plan, the graphics, resources, webinars, swipe emails, and so on. I let everyone know that the promotion period started 15 days before the summit's opening day. So I wanted them to start promoting two weeks before the summit kicked off. Where I failed is I think I didn't make that point clear enough about when they were supposed to be promoting because many of the speakers didn't actually start promoting until the night before opening day Oh, so which by then, of course, was too late for me to actually get their audience excited as they missed out on all the pre-launch warm-up with all the event details and their audiences also missed out on all the early bird discounts. Oh, so that was a bit heartbreaking. I did put so much effort into educating the speakers on everything, and yet only a few participated in getting the word out to their audiences during the promotion period. So although there was a good turnout on opening day, it was far below what I had anticipated numbers-wise, and as I had originally done my math and accounted for more of an audience from the speakers, so not just my audience and a few new people, but I was really counting on a lot of more new people. But I can only blame myself for not making it more clear when they were supposed to promote. I should not have assumed that every speaker read my email about it. I still consider everything a success because of how we delivered the goods to the audience who was there when they got there. The actual event and the materials and everything there was wonderful and incredible and it helped so many people, but I am just looking at it as a learning experience. I will make it more clear what is expected of speakers next time round. But most of the speakers really did do a wonderful job of sharing about the event and participating in the summit. Because like I mentioned just a moment ago, there was over $14,000 in affiliate speaker payout. So I am really thankful for all of the efforts that they did. Number two... Next time, I would have my summit at a different time of year. So this time, I launched it on Cyber Monday, the weekend after Black Friday, but I don't think that was ideal timing because there's just so much else happening that time of year, and really, we were just competing with a lot of other things in people's inboxes. So next time I host a virtual summit, I think I'll have it in the spring or the summer. And the third thing that didn't go well is I learned that SMS text messaging is pretty much useless. So earlier this year, I had been looking into SMS messaging. There was someone who was talking about how great SMS marketing is. So what it is is, you can send a text to someone's phone and they opt in to get a text reminder about something. So I thought, okay, great. I will try it. And I set it up properly on my email forms. I had the right disclosures. I had a little box. People had the option to enter their phone number. It wasn't required, but they could just add it in if they wanted to have a reminder about when the summit was starting. But when it came time to send out my text reminder, it seems a lot of people forgot that they signed up for it because a ton of people opted out after receiving that text. Like, a lot. I'm guessing that a text about a free event could make some people think that it's spam or something. I don't know, but I guess SMS marketing for my summit was a fail. But my workaround, which worked really, really well, and this is a hot tip, was I created an app for my summit and then I sent push notifications to people's phones from the app. And people loved this. The app had a great conversion for bringing people back to the live stream each day and it just made it really easy for everyone to find out what time each session was going to be live because it was all in this handy little app. So after the summit, I repurposed this event app as the official Her Paper Root app to keep my community updated about the things happening here and to share exclusive deals on business tools. So if you want to get the Her Paper Root app, you can get it for free. Simply go to herpaperroot.com slash get app and you can download it for iPhone and Android. And again, we will put all of these links in the show notes for you. So that was the the behind-the-scenes look at the goings-on of producing my virtual summit. And it was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. It was very, very successful in the end. So if you are thinking about hosting your own virtual summit, definitely do it. Allow yourself lots of time for planning. Just enjoy the ride and do your best to make it fun and rewarding for your attendees above all. Because that's really why you're doing it. You want to give your audience an awesome experience. And lastly, before we go, remember I gave you a really cool free gift today. You can go and access my five-figure summit sponsor pitch deck, the one that I used to bring in $14,500 in summit sponsorship before my event even launched. And you can go and get it by going to herpaperute.com slash pitch and you'll be able to edit it in Canva and use it to pitch your own sponsors for your virtual summit. But I have a little hint for you. I actually created 3 website template pages and these are what I use for my summit homepage, my summit upgrade all access pass page and my summit live stream or a presentation page. These are 3 Elementor templates and I sell this as a bundle. But when you go and you sign up for the free five-figure summit sponsor pitch deck you will instantly be taken to a page where you'll have the option to get the website templates for a huge discount and these website templates will save you so much time you can just import it right into your wordpress site and you will have your three main summit pages ready to go so that you can launch your summit faster than ever so go and check that out again you're getting a huge discount like really big discount on the website template pages. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that it was helpful to you and I hope that you have a really successful virtual summit. I will see you in our Facebook group, Her Paper Root Entrepreneur Hive, and I'll also see you in the next episode. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in to the Her Paper Root podcast. We hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, please say so by leaving us a review on iTunes and be sure to share this episode with your friends. For more entrepreneurship resources and to connect with Chelsea, swing by herpaperroute.com. Now go make something.